In order to live the dream, you first have to be a dreamer. And we'll talk about it on this episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact checking and corrections are encouraged. This episode is brought to you by Fundwise Capital. Fundwise Capital is a business lender matching platform. Avoid the mystery of one-sided deals. Connect with Fundwise to get the very best funding you can qualify for fast. You can apply online in 60 seconds or less, and there's no effect to your credit to see how much you can get. It's easy. Use the funding for anything you need to start or grow your business. You did hear me correctly. I did say start or grow your business. If you don't have a business yet, but you got a solid business plan, they can help you get funding. Get the best funding you can qualify for. Their strategic lender matching platform searches through hundreds of lenders to find the very best possible option for your unique situation. They have hundreds of five-star reviews on Google, Trustpilot, and Facebook, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They provide unsecured lines of credit at 0% interest for 9 to 15 months. Unsecured term loans, loans based on income, short-term gap funding, and bridge loans. They work with real estate, startups like I already mentioned, franchises, restaurants, any kind of business, any kind of project. To get started, it's really easy. Just go to apply.funwise.com slash minddog. That's apply.funwise.com slash minddog. Get money for your business now. Apply.funwise.com slash minddog. Yeah, relatively. Welcome, my friends, to yet another episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. I'm Matt Napo. Thanks for coming. It's great to have you here, as always. StreamYard is making some changes there. That dissolve that we just saw from the intro. We didn't do that. They did that. Anyway, it's a pleasure to have you here. Friday night, what am I doing here? I'll tell you about that in a minute. My guest tonight has a cooler background than me. I'm not I'm not used to that. Generally, the guests on the program, they're in like a living room, a kitchen. Um, and I always feel like I have one up on them because I have a cool lit background. But tonight, my guest has a cooler background than me. Anyway, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing here. We were supposed to play a, a wedding tonight. A wedding for a drummer that I've known <laughs> for many years. Played with the band and has uh, pissed me off so many times by coming late for a gig, showing up after the gig has already started. Um, and then in July was booked, and the night before he was supposed to play with the band, uh, called to try to finagle uh, with Mikey, not with me, do an end run around me, so that <laughs> he could play with another band and say, like, he was doing everybody a favor. I could recommend a, a fill-in for you guys. So he pissed me off. We were supposed to play a wedding for his daughter. And um, apparently, one of the people who were supposed to get married said, I don't think I'm ready. So uh, we're we're left without a gig tonight. So I'm available tonight. Now, my guest uh, came my way by Facebook. I was just on Facebook one night uh, about a month ago, maybe six weeks ago. 
And I saw something, a post that I didn't quite understand. It was like kind of cryptic. And I was like, it's a little, I don't know if it's a little dark, a little sad. And I just clicked on it uh, to kind of see what the comments were. And then I noticed my guest profile. And she said she had something up about music, <clears throat> music. She wanted people to take her music seriously. Listen, I get that. Uh, and she wanted to, you know, take her uh, music to higher places. And I don't remember exactly what the post was. And I looked for it and I couldn't find it tonight. Um, but so I, I clicked through and I checked out her website. I was in, uh, interested in her music. And I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Uh, not even close. I mean, I, you, generally, most people, when I go to ch independent artists, to be honest with you, I go to check it out. And even if it's good, it's so, so good. And this was very, very good. And, and so I was really impressed. So I went back and in the post, it said something about looking for people that could help her get her music, you know, to a higher level or something like that. And I, I can't do that. I don't, I'm not like a music executive with, you know, millions of dollars to put behind your career or whatever it would take to launch an artist's career in today's music business. But I got a dopey little podcast and I have a lot of music fans on there, a lot of listeners. And maybe you can make a new fan or so. Why don't you come on? She said, yes. And then she happened to pick this Friday night the only Friday night that I ever have off from a gig. So she's here now. Uh, she's from San Diego, California. She's a really extraordinary singer, songwriter, uh, plays acoustic guitar from what I, I can tell, a lot of keyboard work in her music. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please open your ears, open your mind, and help me welcome in Suzanne Gladstone to the Mind Dog TV podcast. Suzanne, welcome. Hello, Matt. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on Mind Dog TV. It's my, so my pleasure. <laughs> So, yeah, so as I told the audience there, um, I found you purely by accident. And, and I'm generally, when I'm curious about music, I'm never really all that impressed. And so I wasn't prepared to be as impressed as I was with you. Now you have, and this is where, where the opening line was, you're, uh, you have an album out called Dreamer on Spotify, yes? Yes, worldwide, through, through any service uh, streaming right. should be. Yeah. <laughs> and, and tell tell me about what I hear what I hear because the the influences are all it seems like from a lot of different uh, directions on that. Um Definitely. and uh the one I am is what was the one I heard first and I was like wow the production oh. value on that. Oh that's cool. Is really it really unique and and different but I you know a lot of flavors in that that are not even though it's pop it's it's not um, anywhere re derivative from what we're hearing on the radio today in, in pop music. So congratulations on that. Thank tell, you. Tell me about, uh, tell me about what your uh, whole uh, vision behind this album is and what it's all about. Well, I was originally in a music duo uh, just previous to that for seven years. And that was kind of where I started really learning the songwriting process um, and we really did a lot of harmonies. We, had, we hadn't publicly released our music, but on the CD it was available. And we did a couple music videos. And I decided that I had more to say because um, I had been writing poetry since a very young age, probably 12 or so. And um, I decided to go solo. And I had a lot of space and time to really 
um, kind of just create. And I actually, when I first started, um, I had purchased a bunch of tracks and there was like hundreds and hundreds. So I would go through and kind of um, find a sound that I really wanted. And that's where I kind of started getting my melodies and my, not from the song itself, but just having my lyrics. And then I would like come up with a melody and then knowing that I was going to change it up in the studio and create my own version of that. Um, that's basically what happened because at the time I hadn't worked separately with musicians before. So I was still a beginner in the process of the studio. And I learned guitar actually after that, that was, something I learned actually this last year. Wow, that's year. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That's, I didn't know how to play before that. Yeah. That's, so. <laughs> that's, that's unusual that it's somebody unusual. would, yeah. Uh, interesting process. I, <laughs> I never heard, heard that one before. Um, so now let me, let me back up a little bit. <laughs> what, what, when, what does success look like for in the music business now? Because and I'm thinking about this a lot lately because I had a, a young lady on last week. Uh, her name is Mar. A girl. Uh, Mars as a girl is is in, is her stage I name. I, in, I checked uh, that out a little bit. <laughs> right. And um, just kind of exploring what it means to be a success and how you define success because I'm still in the game, but I don't have any. You know, I, I had big dreams when I was young. I got into it very young and i thought you know what yeah big stage type of thing didn't work out a lot of um a lot of uh, potential with but it's very hard to keep a core right. group together and i wasn't the singer songwriter and and so that part of it was a challenge but so at some point i changed my measurement or de definition of what success meant to me and i still enjoy it 45 years into the game it's my life i can't live without it and for me i i feel successful but i still can relate to young people wanting something bigger with the music how do you personally define success well i think already i've succeeded in a lot of ways i didn't think i was going to succeed so to me that's successful. Um, I surpassed what I even thought I could do because I really never believed I could play guitar. I'm actually 41, so to play guitar this late in life for me was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll probably learn but never be good enough to play. And no, I actually learned how to, like I can play over 600 songs on the guitar. I've played shows already <laughs> this last year a few shows out in public and I was like, wow, you know, I impressed myself through that. So I think, I think if you can surpass what you thought you could do, that's successful. And then that's showing other people the way that, you know, Hey, if I did something I didn't think I could do, so can you. And, and really we're all here for that purpose is, you know, to show our differences and the way we, you know, want to yeah. show them and create in whatever way we desire, because we can't all be the same and that's the only way to do it. So as far as like successful on a bigger level, what I'm looking for is to be heard on a more worldwide, obvious, a larger scale. And I'd love to, you know, tour and I'd love to meet other artists and collaborate and really get my messages out there through music because music's my life and I, I just love writing. So you know what? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to say I agree with you on all of that stuff. I'd still love to tour, too. I mean, and I, 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 I definitely would 
um, probably make arrangements. I, you know, as you get older, you get all these kind of commitments and things like you have to do. I would find somebody to take over this business in a yeah. heartbeat. <laughs> you got to do, do what like draws now, you in the most. You know? A friend of mine who is almost my age just bought a tour bus, uh, and and oh, they're wow. they yeah, and they put together. Well, <laughs> they're doing a tribute band, but you know what? That's what they want to do. I'm. I, it's not what I would want to do. I'm still, if I were going to do that, I'd want to be doing original music, even if it was with smaller crowds and right. stuff. But that, God bless them. That's what they want to do. And I right. envy them so much. Um, Don't envy them. You should just join them and do a little, you know, show here and there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so now you do perform cover music too, right? Because I've. Oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah. So. Um, uh, you're out. No, wait, let me back up here. I'm a, I'm a little buzz here. <laughs> I, but. I probably t said too much too fast. <laughs> too yeah. Fast. No. So you say right. 41. You're, now, how long have you been playing the guitar? One year, two years, three years, five years? Um, I would say probably solidly about a year, a year solid, but like a year and a half. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah. But that's, a, <laughs> you're right. You know, you're never too old to learn to play guitar, but. Uh, when you said I'm 41, and then like, and I didn't mean to in, insinuate that you were a kid when I said young people, but I started the band that <laughs> I, I'm currently in at, when I was 41, and it was the prime of my life. It was the best years of my life. And I know this is a cliche thing, but I think as time goes on, 41 really is a new 31. Now, I'm not saying that to be, you know, I agree. <laughs> I just feel like you're, you're young. I'm 64. <laughs> I don't feel 64. I feel closer to 54 or, you know, right. I still feel like rocking. <laughs> I mean, you can't like, in my opinion, it really, age really doesn't matter. And I know many people have said that, but it really doesn't because I mean, I know some younger people that act really old and that's just how they are. Or some older people that act really young and it's not an act. It's just the way your soul is. It's like who you are inside that if you're keeping your passion alive, I think anybody can still be young at heart and have a lot to offer. So right. it's just when you give up, that's when you become, you know. <laughs> yeah, quit, quitting so is the only, is the absolute failure, definitely. Right. It, it definitely you is. get angry at yourself, I think. Yeah. So it's San Diego, California. Now, are there uh, lots of opportunities for gigging, or do you have to travel, travel up north, travel uh, east, I guess? Yeah, to, towards... Uh, I really haven't uh, performed... A ton of places. I've I've performed at some of the local areas, but as far as playing, I since I am pretty new, like I wasn't sure exactly how I was going to perform because when I first had released these songs, I didn't play. So I thought, well, am I going to hire a band? Am I going to, you know, sing to tracks? And so now I'm like, well, okay, but am I going to play or am I going to have a band? So I I kind of want to do both. Maybe I would, you know, play some songs and then, you know have other people take over while I get to walk around a little bit or <laughs> all right let's talk about <laughs> that if you were to have a band because the music I've heard is uh it seems very piano-ish uh reliant um uh synth synth synthesizers and that kind of stuff uh what would be the band that you would two keyboard players a guitar player and, that, and no bass player I don't know what what would it look like no I think <laughs> I think when I went to the studio, it was more reliant on just, I guess, the basics of they had, you know, there was uh, there was a more of like a rock drummer and we had a bass player and we had a, a kid that could play really 
good keys, but like he would play the actual organ and piano and he could play like the synthesizer thing. Right. Um, they had a few random instruments in there and stuff. Um, but I think I would just, I would change it up by just adding different instrumentation. I really like a really full sound. I really like a lot of um, more like, like a symphony almost. You right. know, I want to have yeah. a lot of different, really beautiful sounds going on. And maybe, you know, if I, obviously if I was backed up, I'd love to have like tons of dancers and, you know, a lot going on, but in a beautiful way, like, I really want the songs to be a big performance. Right. Like, I want them to be more like movie, movie production esque. So, <laughs> like, so with the with I the uh, Dreamer, did you uh, co-produce it? Were you? It seems like you you have a very strong vision of what you're looking to to do. So it would seem, and maybe I'm I'm just re- misreading that from what you just said, but it just seems like you you have a pretty strong vision and direction on what you want your music to sound like and it would seem like just having one person aside from you produce it would be a frustrating thing like are you co-producing it and tell me about the production process well when i had done these songs i came up with the melodies i already kind of had like an idea of what i wanted but like i didn't perform at that time i didn't play an instrument so it was a learning process just kind of seeing all of that come in together but I was leading them as to what I wanted. And then the engineer was helping to, they were his guys. Like he had, you know, he had them in the studio quite a bit. And so he knew how to work with them and kind of tell them in what way I was telling him, <laughs> but right. just a little more <coughs> me. musician talk. You know? So um, are you the only vocalist and you're doing all the harmonies and backgrounds or are there other singers? on? No, it's just me. Wow. Yeah, I uh, love to do harmonies because yeah. I, I learned a lot with my uh, duo partner. All right. So l- now you you told me that you started writing poetry young. Are you a lyrics first person or melody first? I mean, tell me how it comes to you. <laughs> I just love I love talking about this stuff because it's like not often I get to. But um, writing has always been very separate from the music since I was young. So the writing was like my first love because it was like the only way I could really express myself. I wasn't listened to very much as a child and I was part of a very large family. So that was my way to express myself. And, you know, I, at first it was a lot of poetry. And then I knew at one point, you know what, one day I'm going to turn these into songs. And so I would try to come up with melodies back then when I was like 16 or so I would like tape myself, you know, I could hear myself on the little cassette tapes and everything. And I used to, you know, mess around with my brother doing voices and talk shows and things like that. But as far as the music goes, like I, I would practice uh, singing, but I was never very good at melodies until my duo, which I started back in like 2012. And that's where I really took off learning how to harmonize. And, you know, that was always some, a big issue for me. Like, oh, I don't know how to harmonize. And so I thought I wasn't any good, you know, but that really taught me because seven years we were really tight, like like a Simon and Garfunkel duo. And but I just really, you know, had my own things to say uh, separately. I think, and so, and I still have a ton more to release. So now with the with the duo, was that male female or was it two females? To, or what, what was? The yeah, one? it was male female. And, <laughs> and and you were singing and you were singing harmonies because if it's a clip right. that I saw. There was a guitar player behind you in the dark, 
And I was waiting and hoping to, to eat with some harmony <laughs> and didn't get any. Uh, is that the same? Uh, you do, do you know? The no, question? that was that's a different person. See, because <laughs> this what I'm doing now, this is uh, separate completely from all of that, because um, I had the people I played out with. Um, this is his studio, Rich Cruz and uh, Nico Peters had played out publicly with me. And um, that's kind of what that is. So he learned my songs um, and usually Nico will play cajon, a little drum. He plays drum in, in a band he has also, it's a cover band. But yeah, so that's what that is right there. It's just, he, he learned my songs and we've played out and then all the covers that I wanted to do. So between the 50s and some newer stuff. Well, tell him for me, for me and the rest of the world, we want to hear him sing. <laughs> <laughs> he had his own band, um, but yeah, and then I came along, so it's like, okay, he really liked my stuff, and um, you know, I got to perform my originals live playing guitar, so that was like a dream come true for me, and you know, I felt good about that as far as saying, okay, I'm a real musician now. <laughs> yeah, well, so. you know, that feeling, uh, I was talking about that just this morning, ironically, uh, with a comedian friend of mine who's doing 14 gigs in a two-week period, and I, I recall the time early on in the band that I'm currently with, I was the only one who ever really um, was in a professional band before this. We were we started as a midlife crisis, bunch of guys <laughs> going out doing like a guy's night out, and it turned into a band. And but when we first started playing, we got five gigs in a weekend, and I said to them, I said, at the end of this weekend, you're going to feel like musicians, like professional musicians, because, you know, you go through it and that, that sort of being, it becomes your life and then you'll feel yeah, like you belong. I, <laughs> so I totally, Part uh, of a group. yeah, I love that, you know, that you brought that up because that's a good feeling. That feeling that, because I, I spend a lot of time in, um, you know, imposter syndrome, feeling like I don't, I'm, you know, who am I kidding? I still feel that. <laughs> yeah. I feel that way. Um, so you were right. Now the singing. So you were writing poetry. Yeah. Were I you this. always a singer? Were you, you know, were you always able to sing? And uh, it's not like everybody can just sing. <laughs> well, it was kind of separate for me. I always loved singing. And from what I heard, I don't remember like how young I was, but I had been told that I always loved singing. Um, I would say when I actually started singing and realizing like, oh, I think I have a good voice. Like um, I was probably, I don't know, maybe 12 also, like maybe around the same age. Cause I went to church most of my life. So like, you know, you sing as part of the background, but I was also part of the young women's group. And so we would do specialty, you know, songs some on some Sundays. And that was my favorite. Cause you know, that was when I felt like, okay, I really get to shine, you know? So that yeah. was kind of where, I would sing publicly my, for my first time was like church. Um, but as far as any other time, I would just be practicing in my bedroom, singing to tape, singing to CDs, writing down lyrics or finding the lyrics. And that was my way to practice. Um, the writing and the singing were completely separate until uh, every now and then I'd come up with like a melody and it'd throw it in the background, but not until about 2012 did I, Really well, you've taken a very different <laughs> path towards songwriting than most <laughs> yeah, yeah, people yeah. most people have. Yeah, it's backwards. <laughs> it's always cool. It's always cool to get enlightened to a new one. So I, I yeah. mean, and this is a new one for me. So <laughs> now, 
Um, the studio you're in, this is the person you live with studio, yes? Yes. Yes, it's called Attic Studio. It's a home studio, though, so it's like a private It, it looks very cool. It looks like a very cool yeah. place to hang out. Does I was, that I was make happy you to have it here? <laughs> does that make you write more or no? Because just having no. having it there would I know it's you know I've done no it my because whole life. I when I actually first started recording myself was after the music duo so this was like around 2018 I had got a little recording device and it was my very first time having something that was a little more high tech I mean it's not like you know the other one on here um, I forget what it's called. But anyway, <laughs> it's a small recording device, and that's how I would first Oops, learn. Locked up. Yeah, I would upload there, the track. We lose you? She might be getting a phone call. I bet you she's getting a phone call or a text. Oh, because that, that's what happens. Are you there? Did it go out? Yeah, it did. You just got a phone call or a text, right? I don't know. Maybe the um, – let me unplug this. It, it usually happens when you get a phone call or a text. Oh, people... here. Does that work? Yeah, but we got a buzz now. Yeah, <laughs> I got a buzz. Oh, that's better. No buzz. Oh, now the buzz is back. It's back. Whatever you okay. just did turned off the buzz momentarily. I turned Your off. Buzz, a little that's a buzz kill. That's it. The buzz is gone. Now You're a buzz kill. Again. You're a buzz kill. I'm gonna keep saying that joke till somebody out there laughs. Um, Can you hear oh. me? Yeah, but the buzz is back. <laughs> no. Yes, the buzz was oh away gosh. when you. <laughs> what if I hold this? No, nope, buzz is still there. It's the the phone jack. Something with the phone. I don't know. Now that that what you just did turned it off, but then back now it's louder. How about I unplug that? Is that that's that's fine. Oh, that's really great. good. Well, that's, well, that's just my through my phone. But if that sounded fine, I can just use it. Yeah, my yeah, that sounds fine. Uh, yeah. All off. right. Cool. Well, anyway, I, I forget <laughs> where we. I forget where we were. We're talking about oh, having the studio and you and you recording on this uh, little yeah. device instead of back there. That um, was in 2009 or 2018 ish. That was the very first time I've ever done that, and that is what really got all these songs released. It was just like it all poured out of me. I had all these lyrics. I had all this angst, you know, to like create something and i was just messing around at first and i thought it was even silly sounding i was like okay i don't like it was scary because i had never tried to put something together myself and the reaction i got i had sent it maybe to like one or two people and they were like oh that sounds kind of like this so i think at first when you're first writing it's better almost i don't know it's hard to say because it, it is good to have an opinion but at the same time it could also stunt what your original creativity idea was because once they say something you might shut down or like maybe it makes it better so it's, it's hard to say when not to take someone's criticism or opinion not that anyone said anything bad but anyways that was my first take at that and then I decided it was good and I had just found a whole bunch of different tracks and I had gone over the lyrics, I sorted them out, I evened them, you know, made sure that they made sense when I sang. And that was just like my favorite time ever to write and to create because it was the very first time I could do it on my own. So oh. I was really proud of that. And um, yes. yeah, like I, said, I, I didn't I, play back then. So it was like a backwards way to do it. But now I can play them and sing them and also create from scratch, which is really cool. Yeah. And, 
Well, good for you. And so it sounds like it. the journey itself has been fun and an enjoyable one. The question that, and you know, I'm, I don't mean to be a downer, because I'm going to be, I'm going to be the buzzkill here. Um, with a lot of artists, it takes a lifetime to write their first album, but then the second, you know, they say after that, it becomes difficult. Are you still writing and still, uh, still uh, have the creative juices that, <laughs> In my way, I'm not even close to done. I like to me, that was just a tester, a tester round because like I have a whole new album already ready to go. And it's like I'm starting from a different level to where I I felt like, OK, that was my first round. And now I, I understand it more. I understand every more of the aspects of everything and to be able to be able and to be able to play guitar now and have these songs like ready to go. So I just really want to lay them down. And um, yeah, I mean, I hope, I hope to have them released before next year. I had said that before this year, but it looks like I have a month left. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm smiling a little bit because in the chat room, the singer in my band just told me I suck for, for saying that to you. Uh, for <laughs> oh, it's okay. oh, it's okay. No, uh, yeah. I have a good, uh, good reason to tell you how excited I am about my next song. So no, no worries. I love writing. That's my favorite part. And and you did ask me um, how I created if I came up with the melody or the lyrics. Just because I have a whole bunch of lyrics already written, a lot of times I may not use them. I I can just come up with lyrics like in the moment, or I can come up with a melody in just a moment. But a lot of times it's if I hear the music, like if somebody's playing or if I'm playing guitar, it's like I can just sing it i can just make something up on the spot i can change the melodies to songs like within just as i sing them like it's just natural and yeah. do you smoke, it's, yeah, I, I know this is uh probably not the question you were already ready for but do you smoke weed yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> because i have found my whole life I've been writing it's like you <laughs> i've been writing lyrics since i was seven or eight i think but um uh, I, you know, marijuana fuels my uh, creative creative side and my uh, desire to write songs like nobody's business. <laughs> it's just it, it's, when I, no, I never did any of that. I, I mean, that was not until like 2013, so it's fairly new for me. Funny enough, I never, wow. yeah, I never even tried it in high school or anything. I was just couldn't. <laughs> now, Mikey, uh, this is the, the singer in my band. He, he's in the chat room. A couple of pe uh, people are asking questions. This question has come up. Uh, are we going to hear her sing? Now, I was prepared. See, the way this works, your your um, music, if I play it online, and I don't mind doing this, mm -hmm. uh, all the monetization from the show <laughs> will go to you, and I, I'm fine with that. Uh, but I just want to make sure it's okay with you. It, it basically uh, your CD baby or whatever you, who distributed distributed your stuff to iTunes will will do the collection. Of it. What? Hopefully, they don't hopefully they don't flag it. But like I don't know. No, how they won't. They won't take it down. What What will happen was uh, or they just reroute the monetization to you for for the program. I'm fine with that. But always, when I put my own songs, I'm like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> now, would, would you, is that okay with you that I play a song? And if so. Which yeah. one? Which one would you like me to play? Because I would play "I Am," but um, oh uh, well. If you liked that one, hey, I like all of them. I'm not going to be telling you what to play. I want you to like it. 
Yeah, well, you know, which do we want the audience to uh, enjoy the most? Uh, this is the one, not That's necessarily a- the one you would, but the one I enjoy the most. Maybe we'll play another one in a couple of minutes. Let, let's leave well, this one now. I can tell you a little bit about it before you play it then. Um, sure. My uh, my own kind of pretty, um, I I kind of thought of like Wonder Woman with that song. I thought, you know, I've always been a very like strong, independent type of girl because I grew up you know, I have seven brothers, two sisters. I just always was kind of, you know, the around, you know, rough housing with my cousins and playing, building forts, playing outside, playing ninjas. I was just like this tough girl. At least I thought it was. I don't know. <laughs> so that that song to me is about like independence being, um, or it's not just about um, women. It's about anybody, any background who's different, who doesn't feel heard, who doesn't feel like they or it feels like people make fun of them or that they stand out weird or anything. It's like that, that was me my entire life. And so that song to me is just like, you know, stand out, be yourself, no matter what anybody says and be your own pretty doesn't matter who you are, what your background is or anything. It's just be yourself because that's who you are. And the world needs more of that. So. Wow. Very cool. Uh, now I look uh, even more forward to hearing it. Um, let me see where we are, are here. And it's uh, fun. Will it, will it play from the start if I just click on it? Um, I don't know. We're going to take a chance and see if it plays from the start. Let's see. Nope. Sometimes I'm feeling tall. A dozen bangles. That's not from the start. See? You could stream it from YouTube directly. and um, Let me see if I do. There you go. People tried to bring me down, but I told them to go away. Double, 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 they don't need that negativity. Double, 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 they don't need that negativity. Sometimes I'm feeling tall, a dozen bangle bread. But this is my story, no one to turn the page. I'm in charge of my own destiny, hit the main stage. People try to bring me down, but I told them to go away. Doopa 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 tay, don't need that negative tay. Doopa 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 tay, don't need that negative tay. Then nobody gonna hold me down again. Ain't nobody gonna take my crown again. Nobody gonna hold me down again. Ain't nobody gonna. 
Awesome, awesome, man. Very cool stuff. Now, uh, let, wait. There you go. <laughs> now, um, damn, um, musical influences there. Now, I, I could tell you what I hear, like, because I'm thinking what kind of music that you listened to when you were young that, that seeped into your consciousness to kind of create that from all the influences well, you, you had. <laughs> what? I, I do have a wide uh, background of listening to songs, so I don't really know what what did you think. I, I wanted to hear what you thought. Oh, uh, well, first, my first impression is the groove feels um, extremely New Orleans jazz influenced. Like, not necessarily uh, <laughs> like jazz, but jazz influenced. Um, that New Orleans, uh, t- uh, you know, whatever they call that, jelly roll. Yeah, I love uh, old music and movies and stuff so i think that the old-fashioned movies kind of like popped in my head and you know the jazz yeah yeah and on the stage and you know from all those movies where they're dancing around like they're now i'm just so curious about this because the groove is so strong there how did you get that from your head into the because the drummer and bass player are locked together in like a really, really powerful groove there, um, and, and it doesn't seem like I would know. And I, I got a pretty advanced uh, education in music theory. I'm not sure I would be able to kind of convey that without actually sitting down and saying, "This is what I, this is what I'm looking for." This groove here. How does it get from your head into the drummer and and bass player to lock together like that? Well. I mean, as far as like the melodies go, I think I just had an idea of what I wanted, you know, it to sound like as a song, like a, a very retro, I guess, 40s, um, maybe young, maybe older than that. I don't know. But um, I wanted it to have that sound. So I conveyed that to the engineer. And then what I did is there was this guy that played um, at this bar that I used to go to, like in Orange County. And I, I forget what it was called, but he was for he plays with the guy from like bus boys there and um, I forget what his name is, but he was amazing on the saxophone and I had heard him play a few times and I got to do a couple open mic songs and I was, I invited him to come in and um, you know, perform and just, he didn't even, he didn't hear the track. I don't think we even played the track for him. He just was able to say, um, Hey, we want this kind of sound. And he, and I said, why don't you just, do what you think. And then I don't know if we just played it without the lyrics or if we played some of it, but I'm not sure. But he just took off and kind of made his own little riff there. And I just loved it because it had, you know, it's going to have more of a, a live feel to it than if you just get some sounds off of the. No, you absolutely, absolutely did the right thing. I, and this is, um, and I'm not saying that I absolutely am the authority here, <laughs> but. And you're like it it's you know that's good 
Okay. Yeah, and, and uh, just working in the studio enough and and talking to a, some rock stars about studio process. Um, the first, I would never, ever, no matter how much they wanted to hear the track, let them hear the track before they got to the studio that night. If I'm getting a <laughs> studio player. No, I want you spontaneous. I want I yeah. want it to be the first time because the first time you hear that song, it it. It's gonna, and then every time after that, you're never gonna have that same. It's like it's like heroin. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I love doing that, and and I even had just said that because we've been working on like um, doing some cover Christmas songs and stuff. And I, you know, we just came up here one night, and I said, I'm, I don't care. I don't know which one I'm gonna do till I get there and sit down. And then I just chose it on the spot, and I sang it on the spot, and that's where you're going to come up with the most creativity. And I don't know how I'm going to sing it. I don't know which way or what I'm going to add if I add anything more than guitar or voice. But it's like, I love that original feeling of when you first see those words and go, oh, you know, and it like reminds you of something or, you know, but it's like, yeah, if you over sing, if you over practice, it just sounds robotic after a while. Then you start nitpicking and then you get angry and then it just ends bad. <laughs> yeah. So working uh with how it can get if you know too many people are in the room and you start getting agitated that's no good <laughs> oh not me i never get agitated <laughs> right mikey um so yeah neil young said that to howard stern uh on last week on the radio about what his intro to woodstock and he said that was he started too soon he said that was the first time he first take and they never heard played the song together before he said that's the way you always have to do it first take is the best take um so I'll, i'm with you there now if we can come back to what, because uh, the music business and where I asked you about what success means, I totally understand for me. And I think what I heard you say, you just want more people to hear your music and, and, and take it seriously and appreciate it for what yeah. you did, because you didn't create it to not be heard. The yeah. music business today doesn't even work that way unless it's like the corporations that control the puppets uh the taylor swift dare i say kanye west all these uh, people who are products right they're they're just product to corporations those are not artists they are they're not you they are money machines money making machines and that's all they are they're controlled by corporations but for you and for independent artists now the model is not to be heard by more people to make money and to, to survive, it's to get a thousand, I'm just pulling that number, a small number of people who are active, who are going to actually support you in financial ways, buy, buy your CDs and all that stuff. So the, the idea behind the music industry has completely changed. Yeah. To the artist's heart and desire, because as an artist, you want more people to hear your music and just enjoy it and, and listen yeah. to it and, and see what it means to them. Yeah, I want to talk about do it. You know, I want to like get people into it and have them discuss it. And like, yeah. I want to just play. I want to play and I want to hear music twenty four seven. Like that's I don't really care about anything else. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you on that. But the I, mu music I industry is a actively working against you on that. And, I just feel like um, the ones with the most to say. You know. They're 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 not going to let them talk very freely. So, right. So, I, and listen, I I feel your pain, but I don't know what the solution is because, and I don't think it's good for humanity. I don't think it's good for culture because the idea is 
we need to, and, and, and now I'm pontificating a little bit here, but we need to really embrace art and culture because it's so much right. of our humanity comes from art yeah. and culture. And so when we commercialize it too much and, and actually incentivize the artists not to be heard by a, a larger number, then that that's contrary to the art. More people are going to just give up and, and get depressed and say, what what's the point? I'm not in it for the money. The money's great if it comes, but I'm in it to express myself to more people. Talk about yeah. that. Originally, no. Like when I was writing, it was it was more a personal aspect for me. And then I realized, oh, like other people have been through this also. And then I started realizing like, oh, my voice can actually be heard and can help people. And like, they're going through the same thing. Maybe that can help them. And so when I started looking at it in more of that way, it really made me more excited about it because, you know, I, I wrote the song, like everything will be fine. And, you know, a lot of people really like that and it cheers them up. And um, there's this, um, there's this organization called uh, madhatter.org and they're, they did a thing called album 22. So it's different indie artists from all around the world that came together to collaborate on this album 22, which um, can be streamed and also on their website, album22.com. Um, they, he, he has it so where each artist has like one or two songs and these songs, everybody gave like freely so that it could be on the CD so that it would help people going through hard times and bring them hope. And so it's a really cool thing. And they might, um, they might end up touring. So we'll, I'll see what happens. That would be, that would be cool. Getting a next year. <laughs> So when you were 12 years old writing lyrics, you were writing just for yourself? Is that what you're telling me? You weren't writing for a, to share, to express yourself with a larger audience then? No, I, I wrote because, um, you know, I just had a pretty rough childhood and uh, was taken away from my parents at a young age and, you know, lived with my aunt and then in with my grandparents, you know, at a young age. So... Once I moved in with my grandparents, I was eight years old. And then from about that time on is when I, it's between eight and 12. I'm not sure exactly when I first started writing, but I think I remember it was for a school talent thing for a rap song. <laughs> and I, I think I came up with like some rhyme and I was like, oh, I'm actually kind of good at that. And then I, you know, I, I write all different kinds of things and I love um, rap and everything like that, but it's more lyrical for me. It's like, I, I, I love lyrics, so I love just piling them all in there. And when it, if I sing it more like a rap, I get to fit a lot more in there. Like my song, Dust Settles, um, that one, when I first wrote it, um, was really hard for me to sing because it was um, going through something personal for me. And like, I, I couldn't even sing it because it was emotional for me. So yeah, like my songs are very personal. And um, now I try to focus on, okay, okay, you know, if I write something, how can I write it to where it's including the other people as well? So very cool. I got a three-legged cat uh, begging for oh. attention right now. <laughs> oh. Um. So yeah, now it, it's I, I I relate to where where you are with this, but let me just tell you something. Um, once people know you're an artist. You never have to tell them that you've had a kind of a rough childhood. Every artist, <laughs> it's it's kind of assumed. Once you once I know you're an artist, I know 
you've had some damage along the way. This is what yeah. made you an artist. I mean, uh, it goes without saying, and I think most people, most people recognize that art arts people uh, definitely have had some scars and and need to. <laughs> that's what it, what it's all about. That's why you create art. Yeah, I and it makes it you know just. I think that's what, you know, I've come to realize is like, okay, when I'm having the worst time and I feel like I can't get out of my head, it's like, that's what I'm supposed to create because that's how you're going to alchemize that into something positive and that you're able to, you know, use that bad experience to write just the most beautiful things or to help someone else in that time. Like if you can, because sometimes you can be in such a low moment that it's like, it's hard to get outside of that. I've had to get myself out of that many times but through music and like I say this all the time I just don't think I'd be here because it's my greatest passion it's my greatest endeavor and through music so much can be healed and so much can be said and um you know I want to use it for the greater good so <laughs> good for you now uh I've said this a billion times I think Mars uh, argued with me about this if I recall maybe not but I think there are very few people who can be both left brain and right brain. Meaning if you're creative, you're not very good in business. If you're very good in business, you're not very creative. Very rare that the two come. Uh, it seems to me you definitely lean more on your creative side. And I'm not judging. I, 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 I listen, I, I uh, recognize that I recognize myself in that completely. I'm trying to be more a business person, but for it's, I realized as I got older, if you're going to be an artist, you really need a business person to to kind of guide you. And, uh, your make sure you don't starve to death. <laughs> I agree. Like it's always nice to have you know someone to kind of like drag you back up. You know, if you have that, you're you know very lucky. Um, you know, and when and when you don't have it, you do have to know that you can always rely on yourself. So it's right. Good. No. So how how are you? Because it's I know how difficult it can be, and you know people think social. You hear social media marketing. Very few people really use social media in a way that actively reaches a wider audience. And you get your friend maybe once in a while to share. But what I find, and I'll see if you agree with this, people you know, and you know they appreciate what you do. They don't rarely are going to take the time and and say, "Hey, listen to my friend's song and and share it around like that." What you would hope for to use social media for is to get at least the people who you know love you to help out a little bit, and it's frustrating as can be. Yes, yeah, I think that was the biggest slap in my face when I uh, first started. Um, in my duo, we released like a little CD, and I was thinking, "Oh, everyone's going to be so happy and." excited because this is something i've always wanted and i realized that it was like no no one cared yeah. <laughs> no one cared and then the ones who did they didn't know you and that's pretty much i mean it's pretty much the same as i have a lot of people i mean definitely compared to what i used to i have a lot more people telling me how much they love it and commenting and i've gotten a lot of praise so i feel pretty proud of it you know but yeah. At the end of the day, um, 
and it do, it doesn't matter that I'm saying this. It's quality work, and the work stands for itself. So I, you know, again, I'm not saying that to you know falsely compliment you here. I listen to a lot of music, and I'm pretty frank about stuff that is good, but it's average in the in the in the music. It doesn't really stand up. Your and I'm saying this sincerely. Your music definitely uh it, it moves me it's it's good it's it stands with anything we indie or not indie <laughs> thank you i really appreciate that because you know you like i said you never know what you have and if you let too many people get in your head you may not follow through and i mean that was just me in my bedroom literally recording myself to a track that i really liked and and i would find the sounds that i liked and just trying something different trying it even I didn't warm up. I didn't do anything. It sounded awful. I mean, it has to be awful at first. And then you just keep going and going. And now I'm like, oh, I feel pretty proud. Like I actually have been releasing just through like little music videos I'll make for myself. I'll upload a track I just recorded in my bedroom, like through my recorder. And, you know, they sound great. They sound, obviously it's not, it's not all tuned and everything like that. But as far as what you hear, it's clean and it sounds right. I get good feedback on that. So, um, do you, are you doing reels like the the short things where the, in the phone straight up and down stuff? Yeah, or, reels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, like when you told me turn this turn the phone sideways, I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, because. I mean, yeah, the I always used to say to people when they first got their phones and they would be doing this something, think of it like a television. You wouldn't have yeah. you. Nobody ever takes a big screen TV and turns it this way on the wall, right? On the other apps, it looks good because they'll yeah they'll sound like that. But um, yeah, if it's on YouTube or or Facebook, it usually the world is the world has gone vertical. It's this now. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, better if I you know when I upload this to YouTube, it's gonna look you know just more professional, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, and so. It, but part of um that that now the the multimedia stuff and and doing it uh are you doing videos for every song you do um i haven't worked on music videos as much i've just been uh writing and then playing you know we played a bunch of shows like uh in the summer and playing guitar and practicing and everything so I haven't really worked on any music videos other than like what I go outside and photograph or, or just playing or playing acoustic live to in front of the camera. Right. That's what I'm talking about. And so, yeah, for just starting out, I thought I've gotten a lot done. <laughs> yeah, good for you. Uh, and and so, but and part of it is you know once you start doing that, it becomes. I'm sure you're finding it very time consuming. It's not it's like, you know, <laughs> it's just like grip me a guitar to put up the camera and do it. Or maybe it is for you, but it yeah, wouldn't I know, be for like, Yeah, I know. I have a whole bunch that's just like 20 seconds, 30 seconds. Oh, I didn't, I moved. I, I hit the guitar too soon or, you know, yeah, yeah. it takes time. <laughs> like right. you want to get fake. Sometimes I don't care. Other times I'm like, no, I want this one to be really good. And, you know, I just, I don't always care if it's perfect because I, I used to always care. And then it just like, you care too much and then you put too much extra and then you end up messing it up. Like you just get too into your head. So sometimes you just have to be like, all right, I don't want to get angry. <laughs> Great old song by a uh, singer songwriter, David Wilcox, leave it like it is. Never mind the turpentine. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a great song about, uh, you know, just appreciating what you got when you got it. it yeah. The rawness of it sometimes makes it even better. 
sometimes you think it's horrible in the moment. You're like, this is awful. And you do it a whole bunch. And then later, like a month or even a week later, you're like, wow, that's really good. And you're like, oh, well, I probably thought it was awful then. That's why I didn't post it. <laughs> right. Are you doing things? Because, you know, when I, I was young, a hundred years ago, um, <laughs> right. it was illegal for radio stations to ask you for money to play your music. It was illegal to offer them money to play your music. Now it's not, it's, I guess it's legal because it's done in broad. I get emails all day long, pay for play radio college, get your song played on uh, college radio station, whatever the price is. And uh, I, of course I would never do that at this point in my life, but I'm wondering, cause it does seem like almost necessary if, if I were, you know, considering, you know, just doing original music and, and trying to reach more people, it does seem like as an independent artist, that's a part of the game. Are you doing any of that kind of stuff? Doing my original music? Like trying to get it on college radio and... and oh, oh, um, I for a while was, I was submitting it to, um, to be placed into like ads or movies and things like that. Oh, yeah. But, but like most of it seems kind of scammy like it just seemed like okay i've paid all these times to like get it submitted to these people and it's not saying they're going to choose you it's just you're submitting it but you have to pay money right no those i i want to see proof i want to you know right i don't uh, yeah those do feel scammy like i'm going to play it for people i think actually most of it is scammy nowadays because it's like it's yeah. But the college radio airplay, they, that's verifiable because they have to put it into a song list by the FCC standards and all that stuff. So it's verifiable. So I thought, you know, I'm shocked that they just do it openly, though, because it used to be against the law, which is just come. But uh, and I wouldn't mind paying for it for if for a college. If I were seriously, you know, trying to make it in original music, I would consider that because. College students are the ones, if anybody, who are going to buy music. I mean, you know, as you get older and you get real-world bills, nobody's got money for music. It's all free on YouTube anyway, right? (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, that's what I've come to realize. If you're going to make it, I mean, you really would probably have to have large, you know, large labels behind you or something like that. Um, Yeah, yeah, I'm not expecting to make millions just like, you know, just. Right. That comes back to my definition of success. Now, at this point in my life, I feel like playing music, getting out and getting and playing music and getting paid for it. I don't care what music it is, whether it's all. Sometimes I'm playing like stuff my grandparents would listen to. Uh, I, I don't get, but I just you know whatever it is, I'm 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 making money playing music. That to me at my age, it's like cake. <laughs> so um work right yeah so. so getting out and performing is is where you feel it at at least if you're not getting rich you're getting rich off of the feedback and knowing that you actually are people are listening enjoying your music and giving back some of that energetic exchange that happens when when you yeah. share that kind of stuff. I know it sounds corny, but it's absolutely the truth. You went in performing, it's the greatest high in the world. It's just like, you know. Yeah, anyway. being able to perform, you know, this year, we the first time I got to like, well, when I was first practicing, I was always sitting. 
and just learned sitting down because it was just more comfortable that way. And so I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do this, um, there was a little Beatles fair in um, like North Park, San Diego last year, or yeah, I think it was last year or no, actually it was this year. It was, it was earlier in the summer, like May or something like that. I think in May before summer. <laughs> and anyway, like a long time ago. <laughs> and so it was my first time performing standing up and we, we just went a whole hour through the set and um, you know, I was practicing, practicing, practicing. And that really made me better because there's, you know, some harder chords and stuff. <laughs> I love it. It was exciting. No, I know, I know. Believe me, I know. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a natural player in anything and uh everything I ever learned to play uh was through hard work. So believe me, I understand. And, and I applaud you for it. But it's just I it's love practicing now and just like I don't know, it's just something that I always enjoyed listening, but I like to be able to do it myself because then I can just use more of my creative side and like incorporate it into other things so and, and no difficulty in playing and singing because that that's a challenge for a lot of people when they first start playing is concentrating on the playing and not being able to sing while they're doing it and none of that yeah so that's why i never thought i'd be good enough to play and sing but it was just like anything you once your hands get used to it and repetitive like the hardest thing for me was learning how to strum so when I first started playing, I mean, it, it was very backwards the way I learned because I pretty much taught myself. I learned like the basic chords years ago, but I never could play a song and sing or play out. Yeah. This was all very brand new. So I would just like play all of the strings and make sure I'm hitting the chords. So that's why I play with my fingers a lot rather than a pick. And so now I play almost like, I don't know, like Spanish or like a, I don't know, kind of finger style, I guess what you would say. And it, it was just something I made up in order to be able to like get the hang of it. And now I'm able to like know the timing and where to kind of like put the, you know, the extra beat or whatever. Now I get that, but I, I didn't understand that all before. So good. You know, a lot of the, the most um, prolific songwriters, they weren't great, you know, great, uh, virtuosos on the instrument they learn to play it well enough to support their songwriting so hey anything you can do good for you here's my guitar what is on. it well, let me see the head suck what well, is that this, this is an orange wood when i first started playing oh. i was a mini taylor um which is nice but i have a I, mini taylor now too <laughs> this is a cheaper guitar but it's like i love it because it's thinner right and you know and and i got it myself so i was proud of that and you know I just like the color of it and the weight of it, and it's small. So I just like playing the small ones because, like, it, it just the neck easy. makes it look like it's a PRS. The little wings up by the twelfth fret there. You got uh, up by the twelfth fret. No. Oh, up here. Yeah, the wings on the fret on the fretboard. That looks like a PRS thing. Uh, Paul Reed yeah. Smith. Yeah. Nice guitars. I've seen orange. You know, I'm impressed with with their guitars. For, for now, nowadays, cheap guitars sound as good as expensive guitars. So, yeah. So, I mean, and it has the electronics. I got the one that you can plug it in. Right. And about this one is like it has the little volume um, in there. I don't like that. When I like my my tailor, the button would get stuck, and then it would like completely cut out if it would 
uh, messed up, and so it wouldn't work at all. Right. It's just yeah, it's just hard to see. I need to. See. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like it when it's in the hole like that. I got. Um, you don't have to mess. You just keep it up all the time, and then it's fine. Yeah. Well, see. Mess with the amp instead. Well, so I got your website going across uh, GladstoneSong dot com. Uh, yep. Other than that, what can people do to support you? Well, I mean, they could download my music on my website. Um, I was selling these CDs. I'm not sure if they're still available on there for sale, but this is what I had uh, done because originally when I released my songs, they were all singles. I released them as singles as I went. And then I actually had gotten back into art, which I haven't done art in, since I was a kid. And I actually added the painting onto the... Very onto cool. The, so um, there's... 14 songs as far as like yeah 14 songs on there um when i first started and separated from the duo i worked with a couple other people and my first three songs i released were country songs um and i just have a lot of history listening to country music doing karaoke and singing country love music. it i love it <laughs> and uh, i started that and then i decided to just do a little bit of everything all right. Uh, before I let you go, I'm gonna uh, it's gonna get uh, a little uh, touchy here for a second. <laughs> I'm, I'm in a weird mood tonight. It's Friday night. Well, give me a break. Um, your your producer now is your boyfriend. Yes. No, actually, I produce my own stuff. Um, okay. Because that that was gonna be my question, like because. And forgive me, I'm not. I am not wishing any bad things on you at all, but. I, you know, you'd hate to have to be in a, a creative process. I've seen it. I've seen it happen, and people stay creative together. But you know, relationships coming. Yeah, always just you know, this has always been something that I held really close to myself. So I'm kind of like touchy about like sharing because I've gotten you know kind of yeah. messed up in the past, and so you know, people know that well, he knows yeah. I'm. <laughs> yeah before when you were talking about you know people nobody has given you any bad feedback about it and all i was i was thinking about my very first experiences in in the recording studio and i was married at the time and my first wife was um very opinionated and and about things and i shut her down and i shut her down because and this is a little confessional here but my i had this like yoko uh thing where i didn't want any woman to yoko ono me and take over and ruin my you know be too influential in my music so i shut her down but in retrospect as i look back on it she had all the right instincts about everything i should have listened to her <laughs> yeah, you know i think it really depends on your relationship and like how close you are and um you know if that was something that you just started doing or if it was one a song that you had already written for years and you're pretty strong about wanting that um you know it really depends because if, if you know you're asking somebody that shoots you down all the time you're like well i don't want that opinion yeah. you know but you also don't want someone that's just going to be like yeah 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 sounds amazing and you know yeah, no, it was more like in the studio where or we were experimenting with grooves and feels on the stuff, and she would say, no, that one's the better one. And uh, you know what? You know what? In some cases, when someone's listening to it live, you're not always able to hear all the aspects. Right. If you're back to something, you can hear it all. 
but if you're in there, it may be harder to hear all the things. So, you know, you know, in that case, you know, at least listen and be like, all right, well, let me hear it back and focus on that thing and then either fix it or don't. And, you know, you're in a relationship and you want it to work. Of course, you want to try and compromise a little. But if it's something you're really passionate about, you're like, no way, this space don't go here, then you better stick with it. I was too. I was way too full of ego at the at that time. <laughs> hey, we all have our moments, and if it's something you're really passionate about, yeah, you know, yeah. it's understandable. <laughs> well, I wish you great success with this. If there's anything I can do, I mean, it's not that much. I'm not. I'm, I don't have that big an influence, but I will be playing this for my morning show people. That's where uh, those people are far more um, engaged and active. Hopefully they'll share some of this. I'm going to ask the people who are listening here tonight to go to your website and share the stuff. And just, very you know, cool. Yeah. That would be. Very, I know. I appreciate you having me on here, and you know, it was a surprise that I posted that, and I was like, I don't know. Hey, you never know. You put yourself out there, and you never know who's listening, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, that that's my attitude with this. And it's like, if we can make you one new fan tonight, I feel like we right. did something here. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> that so hey. You know, right. make a friend and, uh, you know, new collaboration here. So, hey, Great. anything than nothing. <laughs> yeah, come come back sometime. And uh, if we can figure out a way to, to get you to perform live, uh, that would be really cool. Yeah, I would love to um, learn how to get everything plugged yeah, in. Yeah, got, you got equipment back there. It's a matter of getting cables. <laughs> the cables went and everything like that what i realized on my laptop was that the microphone is broken or something so i have to make sure that i get a new laptop right. um and you know i'm not sure what else you what what is it that you're supposed to plug in for that well i use uh, an interface so that you can have a microphone and the guitar plugged in so it's a clean signal just directly into it but there are lots yes yes whoever owns that studio back there you can tell I, you. No. <laughs> do that next time because i'd really love to do the live performance since i can play now it's um definitely yeah that would be so cool i'd love to and whenever you're ready to do that you just uh drop me a line somehow and and we were even thinking doing like a video recording and then having you share that but then you know i wasn't really sure what that would that would work too but i think we nothing like doing it live working without a net i mean does it sound funny though like when i'm playing obviously i would yeah, it, it, the compression on this will kill will kill the guitar. Like it, it kind of choked it. That's funny. Not yeah, so I I wasn't sure um, if I was going to be able to do an acoustic type of thing like that. But yeah, if I can figure out, I had a microphone, like I said, um, but the to realize that my laptop's microphone was broken, I think that was the issue. So. Yeah. Well, we'll get it sorted out, and we'll and yeah. and it'll be fun, and we'll have a uh, hopefully um, another weekend night where I, I don't have to. I, I'm not out gigging, but if we had to do it during a weeknight, that will, that'll work too. Yeah, maybe I could set up um, just um, over here on the other side. There's a different curtain, and um, well, I could have ice come in. I don't well, know. Look as cool as the background you have tonight, because the background you have tonight looks really cool. Well, we can't <laughs> all stand here and sit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, when, like, if i plug in i can have a full band or whatever right it, it right just... yes yes it's, okay it, very yeah, cool all right well be well and uh i, I hope uh, we can make a difference for you and get some people to listen to your music this made enough difference for me it made me cheer up and feel good about it so cool, <laughs> cool. Be, w- be well my... have a great night bye for now you too have a great night bye
Suzanne Gladstone, folks. Uh, GladstoneSong.com. Please do support her music. Get out there, share it. Uh, how hard is it to hit the share button, people? I mean, really. Um, <laughs> love to hear your thoughts about it. Write to me at info at minddogtv.com. Info at minddogtv.com. That's it for, for this week. This week is done. I'll see you Monday morning on Coffee with the Dog. I don't even know who the guest is. Um, I, think, I think we're pretty booked up for next week, but I don't know who it is offhand right now. And I'm not going to bother to look. Have a great rest of your night. Thanks for coming. Be well. Have a great weekend.
to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.